0: Hey there, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at one Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Well, while I'm getting ready and saying hello, why don't you turn to the person next to you and uh, why don't you tell them you love them, tell them you love them. Some people are very happy, some other people looking like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> Who the heck's this guy? Uh, we are in a series titled Servanthood and talking all about uh, what it is to serve. We're looking at loads of different aspects and, uh, and, and this will make sense. But again, turn to the person next to you and say, it's all lovey-dovey, baby. Okay. right, hands up if the person next to you didn't say it to you. Oh, oh. (laughs) Okay, this will make complete sense, right? And uh, husbands, if that is the first time you've told your wife today you love them, you're not quite doing good enough. I'm going to be honest. If it's the first time this week you've told them that, then that's a different kettle of fish altogether. But wives also, uh, uh, husbands like to hear it as well, so feel free to say it back. But this is the truth. This will, make, this, will, this will make sense of that slightly weird intro. It's easier to serve that which you love. Yeah, makes sense, right? Easier to serve that which you love. And we see this uh, so easily in our lives because I'd suggest, uh, I may be wrong, but I'd suggest that every aspect of your job you don't 100% love. Or, or every, every aspect of, of the school you find yourself in, maybe the homework you have to do, the teachers that you have to endure. <sighs> yeah, teachers. Mum's a teacher. The teachers that you have to endure, or maybe the boss that, that you serve. You don't love every aspect of that. And it's easier to serve that which you love, right? Right? So maybe this is because some people are harder to love than others. Uh, as that is a very true thing. Some things are harder to serve than others as well. And there's a third reason that's also because some things we just don't want to do easy, right? We just don't want to do. And as I was reflecting this week and, and, and prepping uh, this message, I recognised that this week alone I've had multiple conversations with people about purpose. I was on a training course this week at work and this was one theme that I recognised, that people were saying, I don't know where I fit, I don't know what to do, I don't know in my career where I'm meant to go, what's next, what is the best thing for me to do. And the one thing that you notice with that is the language that those people use is very, me, 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 I, I, I. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not they're being selfish, intentionally. It's just that their perspective has come so internal, right? You know, your perspective has just become so me. So, you know, they're not intentionally being me, 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 I, I, I. But their perspective has just become that. And your purpose can't be found in just what we do. But when what we do and who we are, they're so interlinked. What we do and who we are, so interlinked. When that is found in God and a different way of saying it is when our identity and purpose, right, is found in God, then we find that serving becomes part of our purpose. That you can't help it. It's, it's a byproduct of what you do and who you are when it's found in God. When who you are and what you do is not found in God, you find yourself a bit lost. You find yourself going, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where I'm best placed. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know who I am. But when who you are and what you do is found in God, you find that serving becomes part of that. See, as Christians, as as disciples of Jesus, there are some sort of, um, I was going to say pillars, but I know other religions have like pillars of faith, so let's maybe not use that word. Columns? I don't know. Should go for pillars. Uh, There's some pillars of, of like a, a good... Let's say a good Christian faith, a good healthy faith. And, uh, and God's will for our lives is built on this. You see, we find that serving helps us be in God's will for our life. Yeah, it's not what we want to do, but serving helps us be in God's will rather than outside of God's will for our lives. And it is this will where we find this John 10, 10, this life and life to the full, this abundance, this blessing, where the best is always yet to come. That is found in God's will for your life. And God's will for your life is found when who you are and what you do is found in him. So do we see serving as part of our purpose? And it's a good question because uh, we are... Uh, a couple of weeks into the New People's course in our Grow groups, um, everybody's welcome to join Grow group. They are a time and just a space where we just have great, great time together, a great conversation. And we were speaking about this. This came up in, in one of the Grow groups. We were saying um, that everything that Jesus was, and this is just a great reflection on, on reading the Bible, everything that Jesus was, his purpose was found in in the will of God. You know, he was fully God. But he didn't come with his own agenda. He didn't come with what am I meant to do. It wasn't me, me, me. It was him. It was, it was God. I came to do the will of my father. And so when who we are and what we do is found in God, it's no longer about us. It's all about him. See, there's some other fundamentals that we'll look at now. Of, of, of a God-centred, God-focused, and hopefully a Jesus-led life. And some of these, I, I would argue, are like serving, like, which we're going to speak about today. But there's like worship, which we spoke about recently in, in the Presence series. Um, I would say other fundamentals are like church, we're here now, but not just church, fellowship, right? Which is like, you know, time together, grow groups of fellowship. Generosity, love, yeah, are all part of these things. And they're a bit of a, they're a, bit of a tell, Okay, if you're playing like poker and, and like, you know, you, oh, has he got a good hand or not? You know, he might give you a bit of a tell that tells you he might not have the best hand. These things are a bit of a tell. When you're serving, starts to become a bit difficult. When your worship starts to become a bit feeling-based. When church becomes something you just attend. They're a bit of a tell as to where your faith is. As to where who you are, and what you do is based on. They're a bit of a tell. And this is good. Because first of all, it's a tell for you. Okay, not other people. Don't worry, you, you, you can fake it. And we do, right? You can fake it for, for long enough to sort it out. And then other people do realise. Okay, that's, that's the truth. Always preach the truth. But it's a tell for you. Just to say, is who I am and what I do found in God. Yeah? And God's grace is, is always there for you, always. Purpose, identity, perspective, are they self-centered or God-centered? You see, a Jesus-led, a God-centered life is where you find this life and life to the full, like we said. And this at One Church is what we're passionate about. Again, in the, in the grow groups we've been doing, this has been a, an area of conversation that, that what is a life and life to the full? Uh, What is John 10.10? And and I want to say to you today that it's not words, it's it's not a text, it is a promise of God, life and life to the full. And it is found in one church, anyway, we, we, we say this is that it's about encountering God, growing personally, going to make a difference. Encountering God, growing personally, going to make a difference. And serving is very much a part of that. Amen? So serving, right, let's go. A place we're going to start today is remembering the why behind the what. This is absolutely key uh, uh, to, to remembering what serving is all about. And so, the why behind the what—what what, what, what does that mean? It's the heart behind why you do what you do. So, the what is the doing. The what is the is the serving. And uh, and this message, this well, this whole series, servanthood. This isn't about Sundays, okay? This isn't about church. This isn't a please sign up and help us. Please do sign up and help us. This isn't about that, though. This is about the Mondays the Tuesdays. This is about everything, right? Uh, but the what? So it can be chairs, it can be kids, it can be youth, it can be worship, it can be family, it can be Sundays, it can be your job, your friends, your neighbours. Okay, this is the what. Okay, where where you need to serve the why, and this is where we this is where we get going. We we can easily say we serve because Jesus served. Okay. And a couple weeks ago, I said that there's so much implied in the Bible. And so if we say we serve because Jesus served, you have to say, well, why did Jesus serve, right? So we serve because Jesus served. Jesus served because Jesus loved us. We love because Jesus first loved us. So we can say that we serve because we love. Or rather, we serve because we're loved is, is maybe the more correct way of saying it. And, and I've said this word a lot right now, serve. You know, when you, you oversay say it, and it becomes a bit weird. <laughs> And really, it is weird because it's not an English word. Okay, now when you do like a word study in the Bible, you know you, the Bible's written in Hebrew and Greek, so you you know you look into those. And it's really powerful when you find the meaning of a word, right? While serving is actually a Christianese word. Okay, it's not English; it's Christianese, and this is going to come up now. So, Christianese is where you find some really weird words, really weird words, right? So, Christianese word, and 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 the the. They're always kingdom words as well, okay? So it's always like something that only makes sense in church. That's a Christianese word, right? Only makes sense in church. Now, the closest translation we have in English is volunteering. That's the closest translation we have to this Christianese word of uh, of serving, which is the closest translation to volunteering. But that doesn't cut it. Okay, you, you fall short of the true meaning of serving when we get stuck at volunteering. You see, serving is actually not volunteering. It's loving God and loving people. Okay? And, and, and we don't have an English word for serving. Okay? We have volunteering. That doesn't cut it. Loving God and loving people, what that translates to, let's be honest here, is basically trying to be a nice person. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what serving is, right? We try and be a nice person and show God's love. And guess what? Maybe seven out of 10, we get it right. Well, that means three times out of 10, we get it wrong. And that's okay. Let's, let's not get too hung up on the three times we get it wrong. Again, God's grace is there for you. But we sometimes get it right seven times out of 10. That's the closest we have to what serving actually means, right? And this is it. This is what I want to say to you. God doesn't want volunteers, he wants disciples, okay? He doesn't want volunteers. He wants disciples. And, and this is it here, that when we turn up, because it's our week on rota, or, or again, this isn't just about Sunday, so apply this to you, right? But when we turn up, because it's our week on rota, we're, we're volunteering, okay? When we turn up to do church, because we need to make church happen, because people need to know the good news. We need to set the chairs out, because someone might come in and sit on one of them yeah that's the truth we we need to put breakfast out because we need to give a good hello and a good welcome we need people to sing because we need to example what it is to praise God above our circumstances and that is what serving is it's volunteering but with faith and expectation okay so let's look at some of those other pillars as well see we had serving and we spoke about that God doesn't want uh, volunteers he wants disciples Some of those other pillars, worship. God doesn't want you to sing songs to him. He wants you to praise him. Yeah, he doesn't want, he really doesn't want some of your singing. He wants you to praise him. Church, he doesn't want you to be a bum on the seat. He wants you to be in fellowship with one another. Yeah, he wants you in community. He wants you in fellowship. Generosity. Guess what? He doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. Yeah. And this is what this series is actually all about okay let's put some bible verses up on the screen so john twenty-one fifteen says this says, when they had finished eating jesus said to simon peter simon son of john do you love me more than these these being the the other disciples yes lord he said you know that i love you jesus said feed my lambs again jesus said simon son of john do you love me he answered yes lord you know that i love you Jesus said, take care of my sheep. A third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. So why do we serve? We serve because we love God. And we serve because we love people. And when who we are and what we do is found in God, that becomes our reality that becomes almost our second nature you see god serving very much as part of our identity very much part of our purpose and our will, the will god has for our lives in the uh, the notes that come out about some of the series we had some characters that we could look into about Great examples in the Bible of where people served. And, uh, and one that I wanted to pick up on was John the Baptist. See, John the Baptist was uh, well, actually Jesus' cousin and, and, and born at the same time. And, and they were, they would have grown up together, I assume. They would have grown up together. And this is what John the Baptist said about himself. He's here to serve and prepare the way. I love that. Here to serve and prepare the way. Prepare the way for who? For Jesus to come. Well, no, not Jesus to come, for the Messiah to come, right? That, that's what Israel was waiting for. They weren't waiting for Jesus. They weren't waiting for the, the guy, Mary and Joseph's son, to, to come and save them. No, they were waiting for the Messiah. And John the Baptist was there to prepare the way. John the Baptist said this, that, that he wanted people to turn and repent. He was preparing people's hearts for the messiah to come he baptized in water but the one that would come would baptize with the holy spirit and and there's some amazing things in john the baptist but just to just to repent and and turn like like i believe that there's a yes to jesus that that means that you live in what he's done for you but there is a turning and a repenting that that uh, that holds the power to break things in people's lives that maybe, just maybe, it is the repenting that needs to happen to allow that chain to break, to turn away. See, Jesus had the nickname Friends of Sinners. The Friend of Sinners. He came for, for those who identified as sinners. He didn't come for the, the righteous or the, the self-righteous, is probably the more correct way. He came for the sinners and what I love about the, the ministry that John was doing is that the people that, that responded to John, how, how could you respond to a, a repent type message and not recognize yourself as a sinner? Yeah. So everybody that John would have influenced would have recognized themselves as a sinner. And the work that John was doing prepared the way for Jesus. And I want to say to you today that the work, the serving that you can do, whichever area you're serving in, prepares the way for Jesus to move okay amen so Jesus came for the sinners not for the righteous okay here we go so serve this may be your friends this may be your family this may be church this may be chairs like we said before it's, 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 it's loving God loving people and what that translates to is just like you know trying to be a nice guy half the time okay so point one it prepares the way for Jesus to come prepares the way for Jesus. We said that already. Point two, it sets up an encounter. And uh, we actually call our Sunday services encounter services. We, we, we do what we do because we expect people to encounter God. But I want to say, if you are serving your friend today, if you're serving your family, if you're going above and beyond and you're, lo- you're doing it out of love for that person, it sets up an encounter with Jesus. Okay. Sets up an encounter with Jesus. And then the third point is this. We serve because it's your calling. And there's, again, so much implied in this. I didn't know ever to say that like serving is a lifestyle. Because it is. But maybe, again, a better way to say it is it's your calling. It's, it's, it's what you are called to do above who you love and, and, and above that. When who you are and what you do is found in God... Then it becomes your calling. So we serve above our circumstance. We serve above where we find ourselves because it's our calling. And when faced with the impossible, do we choose to serve? Do we choose to, to give up? Do we choose to fight that impossibility? Do we choose to give in to that impossibility? Or do we choose to keep going? to keep serving, to keep loving. Not to keep volunteering. Don't volunteer. Choose to serve. Yeah, choose to love. Choose to keep going again and again. But as we keep serving, keep loving, we keep remembering the why behind the what. And the why behind the what is always, always, always Jesus is the why behind the what we don't simply serve because jesus served we serve because we are loved and that's where our serving comes from all accord to serve and i i, I guess today that everything that i've said you could take the word serve and, and replace it with love i think is like the point i'm trying to make um so all accord to serve uh, let, let's change that all accord to love and to be Jesus to the people in your world. And when we are found in Him, again, when we're found in Him, we're found in our calling. We found we find that serving and loving is so much easier. See, we don't serve based on our circumstance. We serve regardless. Again, let's change it. We love regardless. Right? That's the truth. We don't serve based on our feelings change it again. We don't love based on our feelings, right? Some things are harder to love than others. Some things are harder to serve than others. We don't love based on our feelings. We choose to love. And so today, we choose to serve. Amen. We choose to serve. We choose to love. We choose to love God. We choose to love people. And this so powerfully points when we do this and when others see us doing this it's this so powerfully points to Jesus. Uh, well how are they choosing to love? How are they choosing to serve? How, like, Why do they get up on a Sunday morning and do what they do? Or, or why when I go to this employee does he just always say yes and do it? Or maybe you don't do it and maybe that's the area which you need to serve. Maybe you do need to say yes and just do it. Because we go the extra mile we love. We choose to love, regardless. Some areas are harder to serve than others. I get that. We were laughing this morning with with Simon. He said, "I love being in Podsmid." I was like, "Oh, great!" I'm, I'm sure the reason is he loves the people. He loves the church. He loves the food. Loves the coffee. No, no, he gets a lion. Gets a lion. Gloucester. He has to be on stage, ready to go at 7:30 a.m. Some areas are harder to serve than others, right? So let your serving become a lifestyle because then your lifestyle will point to Jesus. And that is why we serve. We serve to point to Jesus in everything we do to show that he loves us. And we've heard so beautifully today from Troy. I love that word, Troy, this morning. And I do just wonder if maybe if you find yourself in the room today then you need to know that you're loved you need to know that God loves you that he died for you that he sent his son for you so that you could live this life and life to a full and we can believe in God and we can come to church but unless like John the Baptist said we we turn unless we turn it's all stuck in our head it's knowledge yes I believe unless we turn as we turn from our sin so let our serving be how we choose to respond when we serve we show love and this isn't about Sunday this is about wherever it is in your life right that you need to just continue to love people and uh, and be the love of god to that person this is what this is about right yeah amen we pray jesus we thank you that you've been with us today we thank you for that incredible time of worship earlier that you have been with us we thank you for the word from troy from from deb and this word now from from you from the bible from this series and god we choose to just be a people like it says in uh, in Acts 2 that devoted themselves to the apostles teaching we choose to be those people now that devote ourselves to your word to devote ourselves to the apostles teaching god to look beyond just the text on the page to what the heart really is and the heart isn't that we serve the heart isn't that we volunteer you don't want volunteers you want disciples you want to know that we will look after your sheep that we will love those people. We will love those that are difficult to love. We will serve in the areas that are difficult to serve. And we will choose to make a difference for your kingdom and for your glory because we serve because you first loved us. Jesus, we're thankful for that. And God, as we just close now, I just pray for, for everybody in this building now I thank that the kids next door are getting the same message they're learning all about today about how they get to love because God first loved them and so God we just pray now that every person in here would just get a fresh revelation of your love for them that it is that place that we serve from we don't serve from our own efforts but we serve because you first loved us and just while we're in this moment while all every head is bowed and eye is closed today in in this place in this moment if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour not as the Lord and Saviour not as the God but you want to know him as your personal Lord and Saviour who will meet you wherever you are he will meet you wherever you are. He will help you out of wherever you find yourself. He will love you regardless. He will love you to the ends of the earth. And if you want to know him as your saviour today, then this prayer is for you. And so to make it easier, church, let's all pray this together. Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died on the cross and rose again from the grave. I thank you that your word promises me life and life to the full. And Jesus, we give you all the praise, all the honour. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time, then come and find one of us. We have a little gift that we'd love to give you to speak about some next steps. If you find that this is your home and you like being here, again, come and see us. We'd love to see you be in one of our grow groups where we just talk this stuff. We just talk this stuff and we just spend time being together. Amen and amen você que